Hello, and welcome back to The Twin Spin, the Southerners' weekly news update and opinion podcast. We're back after a two-week break, and we're going to continue giving you some of the most important news of the week. This week, we're going to be talking about the death of former Secretary of State Colin Powell, the trial of the three men involved with the killing of Ahmad Arbery, and the Facebook situation where whistleblowers have come out revealing important internal information at Facebook. This morning, the United States lost former Secretary of State Colin Powell at age 84 to complications from COVID-19 and also through his battle with the blood cancer multiple myeloma. Colin Powell was one of the most important figures in the United States government in the last 20 years as he left his imprint on the country, shaping both United States foreign and military policy over his decades and his roles in as in the military and also in Washington as Secretary of State. Colin Powell was a soldier who became a statesman and was born the child of immigrants in the Bronx, and he was the first black man to serve as the nation's top general, top diplomat, and was one of the most admired and trusted leaders both by Democrats and Republicans in Washington and inspired many Americans. He was a man who preached diplomacy and Colin Powell was a man who also was not the same as the politicians of today, as he was a person who could see through bipartisan lines and could support both Democrats and Republicans. As Colin Powell, though he mostly associated with the Republican Party, did come out and endorse President Barack Obama in 2008. Something that worries me about this whole situation is that the seeing a lot of prominent figures who have been vaccinated dying, such as Colin Powell and others, seems to raise doubt in some people's minds of the vaccine's efficacy. In reality, only a small number of people who are vaccinated will actually come down with COVID-19 as breakthrough cases, and an even smaller number of those people will die. But high-profile cases such as this one, at least to me, seem to indicate that it'll give people It'll give people who are already on edge about taking the vaccine the wrong, the wrong idea about the whole situation and discourage them from taking the vaccine since it appears that it might not always save lives. I think it's important for people to remember in these situations and for them to be reminded that these cases, despite the fact that they're highly publicized because Colin Powell was an incredibly important figure, are not the general situation for everybody, but are actually outliers to the rule. Now for an issue a little bit closer to home. The jury trial is now starting for the three men accused of chasing down and killing Ahmaud Arbery, who was a 25-year-old black man out for a jog. And these men are set to stand trial for murder in Georgia this week in a case that deals with issues of racism, self-defense, and cell phone videos. Arbor was fatally shot on February 23rd of 2020, and the three men were originally allowed to leave the scene and weren't arrested until after the video of the incident was made public. And the video of the incident, along with videos of the killings of George Floyd and also information of the killings of Breonna Taylor, were three of the major things that sparked the outcry and the strong movement of the Black Lives Matter protests in many cities across America, including Atlanta.
And the Admad Arbor case is particularly impactful because it shows not only the impact of what protests can actually accomplish when they are peaceful, but also in how social media is dealing with issues of racial injustice and of social issues. As a, one cell phone video played an extremely important role in the George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery cases, as that is the best evidence that detectives and police have had for both killings. And this goes to show the importance of social media in not only recording the racial injustices happening in this country, but also their importance in spreading them online, as only after the video of the Ahmaud Arbery case was spread online was the three men arrested. I think that definitely the fact that this is so high profile makes it even more important that the three men in this case are brought to justice. The high profile cases often uh, come to be representative of the issue as a whole, and thus they'll set an important precedent for other issues that might follow, but that might not get as much coverage. Issues like the George Floyd case, the Breonna Taylor case, and the Ahmaud Arbery case are all examples, and because, but because they're spread heavily over social media, as you just said, they attract a lot more attention nationwide. I think that for us in Georgia, this is also going to be especially important since this happened pretty close to home. And and it kind of shows the difference between what Georgia was and what Georgia is becoming. Georgia used to be, as we know, like a stronghold of conservative and and at, at times even uh, far-right opinions that were often extremely exclusionary, but over the years, and as we've seen in the 2020 election, Georgia appears to be becoming more progressive, and now it's just a matter of seeing how deeply this progressive attitude has taken root in Georgia, and just this will provide a good benchmark for seeing how much work we have left to do in the state to ensure that everybody gets equal treatment, and it seems like we're making progress in that direction, but we just need to know how much progress there is left to go. And actually, speaking of social media, that brings me to the next topic that I wanted to discuss discuss today, and that's the Facebook whistleblower situation. As many of you probably know, over the past few weeks, Facebook has become the center of attention for a lot of media coverage, as first one whistleblower and then a second whistleblower spoke out against Facebook's general attitude and policies. Although the two whistleblowers come from extremely different departments within Facebook and have dealt with different things, they both seem to have the same message, that Facebook right now is prioritizing profits over people. And that's not really a surprise, which leads me to question how much this will actually change things. It's it's been known for years that Facebook makes the majority of its ads selling information or majority of its money selling information about people. A line from the social dilemma actually says that when when products like Facebook and its other services like Instagram are free, the informa the information being sold and the and the users themselves become the commodity since Facebook has to make money in some way. But this just has this questioning like what lengths will Facebook go to to ensure its profits, and will there be any standards or any new legislation to protect users in the face of social media? However, though Facebook has been under the spotlight in a negative light in recent days, as an overall platform, Facebook does have many benefits. And one of the major benefits is that it brings people together from two faraway places and allows people to stay connected constantly. And Facebook, though it has 
prioritized profits over the mental health and overall well-being of its users in the past. This also is a chance for change for Facebook, as Facebook is not the only company that is prioritizing profits over people, as it is most companies in Silicon Valley and most tech companies that are doing the same thing. However, with Facebook being under the spotlight right now for their former injustices, they should take this opportunity as a chance to change and realize that what they're doing is wrong and to be the bigger person in the situation and to change. And this, I truly believe, will be beneficial to Facebook in the long run, as currently they have just been looking short-term and looking at the short-term goals and trying to keep people online more. However, if they make these changes, this will give Facebook a positive perception among people and the media for being the first social media platform to change and to prioritize the well-being of its users. And this, I believe, will actually bring on more people to the platform and away from other platforms as it is a place that prioritizes well-being and that's a problem that a lot of people are having. I mean, I think you definitely have a point there, but there's nothing really new about this information. Over the past few years, we've seen a whole bunch of these so-called investigations into big tech, but they haven't really they haven't really changed anything. Right now, a lot of people and a lot of legislators legislators especially don't really understand what's going on behind the scenes here and I mean, we've seen over the years that they've tried to figure out exactly what's happening. And then obviously the second thing is that we've become so dependent on just a small number of companies that right now it's kind of hard to ever escape their grasp. So even if you can institute some privacy rules, the reality of it is that people are going to keep using these services. And as they keep using these services, their information is still going to be available for these companies. Like you said, Facebook isn't entirely bad. It does bring people together. But right now, it seems like that's somewhat, it's somewhat inevitable that these are the consequences of that. So while on the surface, Facebook is a definitely a positive thing, what's going on beneath it is going to require much more than just a, a couple whistleblowers coming out. It's going to require a fundamental shift in the thinking of people and especially the legislators that they elect. And right now, that just means that it's going to be more dependent on the younger legislators that we've seen coming in right now and hopefully in the future those people who are more accustomed to dealing with the challenges of technology and understanding exactly what's going on behind the scenes will be able to cause some change but i don't think we're going to see anything right now now as always after yet another episode of dealing with the heaviest topics from around the world we will end with a lighter and funny topic recently in new york a seven-foot Harambe statue has been erected and is now staring down the famous Wall Street Charging Bull. And as the same part of the stunt, the Wall Street Charging Bull is now being covered in bananas. And the organizers, the Sapien Network, have said that they put up the display to show that Wall Street has become bananas and wholly out of touch with the needs of everyday people. And though there may be a deeper meaning to the Harambe statue, hopefully we can just continue to see Harambe staring down that bull with its same menacing stare for years to come. Thank you for listening and have a great week.